How many of you remember somebody who said something, did something, or was just present in your life at some point? And because that person was there, because of what that person said or what that person did, you are in a better place. How many of you have been that person to someone else? It feels great. And it is an act of kindness. I believe very strongly that if each and every one of us could exhibit kindness to each other, the world would definitely be a better place. But most importantly for us as mothers, if we can exhibit that kindness to ourselves, it will even be better. I am Dr. Denny. I'm the award-winning mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor, international speaker, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom. And today, I'm going to be talking about kindness, a pathway to happiness. I remember watching a video of a young boy who was not well-dressed. As a matter of fact, he was wearing rags. And he was kind of scavenging through a pile of rubbish, trying to look for something that he could probably retrieve to help with his family. And then another scene of this video was such that this boy was um, standing on the side in a marketplace looking quite hungry. And somebody noticed him on a store owner who ran a shop where he was giving um, a lot of uh, giving food and, you know, serving food, street food. And so he noticed this boy and he calls the boy over and gives him a little bit of something to eat. And this boy starts coming every now and again and the man keeps giving. The wife of the man had said to him, what is all this that you are giving this food that we should have sold to somebody? And it went on for a while. This boy later disappeared. He, nobody saw him anymore. And of course, the way it is, it's a busy market, it's a busy world. Everybody went about their activity. And so this boy had not been seen for a few years. And then later, there was that man who owned the food stall, who now at this point could not work at his food stall. He couldn't make the food, he couldn't serve food to his customers. But his daughter was the one serving the food. His daughter was the one doing the cooking. And as she was doing all that, there was a point where she had to close shop. As a matter of fact, at a point, she had to even sell the shop. So this shop that was there and has been there for years suddenly had a, for, a to sell sign in front of it. So one day, a young man knocks on the door because, you know, those shops that are kind of linked to a house. So he knocked on the door and a lady opened it. It was the daughter of this man. And he says, are you selling the shop? She says, yes, we are. And then he asked her, why are you selling the shop? He says, sir, please, are you buying or not? We really need to sell the shop because um, it's an emergency. This man went further to kind of engage in the conversation. And finally, it op was opened up at that point because the man had, from inside, had called his daughter, who is at the door? 
and kind of, you know, found his way to the door and saw the young man. And the young man knelt down and said, I have come to say thank you. I do not know if you remember me. Um, so the elderly man invited the young man into the house and says, I, I don't think I really remember you. And as they were going through their discussions, the younger man found out that the older man was very unwell. And because they were not particularly very wealthy, they could not seek health care. You know, in certain countries, you need to pay for the health care. It's not like um, it's free for all. And so they couldn't afford to pay the health care he required. He actually had a growth in his um, brain. And so he mentioned that, and that's the reason why they are selling the shop, to gather enough money to see if that would help to save the man's life. So this young man then told the older man, I am that little boy that was stood outside your shop, the boy you used to give food to. And in spite of everything that people had said, you continue to give me food. And the old man said, oh, my goodness, I know I, 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 know I didn't see you for a very long time. What happened? I mean, wow, I can't believe this is really you. And this man said, well, I was able to, at that point in time, get a scholarship and study. And he actually studied and became a doctor. So by becoming a doctor, he, of course, he was away from the environment where he grew up in, and he had not had the time to come back to see what was happening, only for him to come back to say thank you. And there was this man who, unfortunately, was now unwell, needing help and having to sell his shop, which has been his means of sustenance for so long a time. At that point, the younger man said to the older man, please, I want you to help me to say thank you to you. And offered the man the ability to get an appointment, a checkup, and eventually treatment at the hospital. This man got better. He did not need to sell his shop. He felt indebted to the young boy, but the young boy felt indebted to him because if not for the kindness of the man, when the young boy was in a state of destitution, the young boy may not have reached where he perhaps thought he will be able to get to and even where he was at the moment. That's just an example of what kindness can do. And there's so many stories I can share with you about kindness. You might even think to yourself, oh my goodness, wow, I know someone who's probably had a similar story or perhaps someone who has been through challenges and in spite of those challenges, still exhibited some form of kindness. You and I, especially as mothers, we exhibit kindness, lots of kindness to others, but sometimes we forget ourselves. And this kindness is just something that we need to have exhibited to us. And of course, we can radiate to others like we already do it. But having said that, we don't do it. I know because I have been in that situation. I'm giving, 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 giving to the point that I'm running on empty. And that's just 
an act of filling your cup. Okay. So how can you be kind? There are so many ways to be kind. And you might be watching this and saying, oh my goodness, I love that top. <laughs> Thank you so much. But being kind is a practice. And it's something that requires some elements of being and some elements of doing. I'll explain what I mean by that. When you're kind, you are looking at ways by which you can be a positive influence in a situation, in an environment, in a space. You can be kind by your presence. Being kind can be a situation whereby you don't say anything, you don't do anything, but because you're there, that person feels supported. There are many times that we'll see our children maybe performing at school or perhaps um, at an event, sporting event, and we really are not doing anything for the child. The child is the one on the court. The child is the one on stage. And But the fact that you are there is such a beautiful act of kindness that the child can feel and that can help the child to perform better, to feel better, to feel supported. That is an example of presence. Now, how do you reflect that to yourself? Huh, that is so important. And that taps into the superpowers I talked about in my best-selling book, Every Mom is a Supermom. And that is the power of being. For you to be kind in presence, you need to be. That is a state where you're aware of who you are, where you are, what you need at that point. And sometimes the way to cultivate that ability to be present for yourself is by the practice of mindfulness. So sometimes you might find yourself rushing through things. Oh, let me quickly. Oh, let me quickly. Oh, let me quickly. I find that I do it quite a lot. Or let me quickly drop that so that I can quickly pick the children, so I can quickly. There's sometimes you need to stop. Stop, as in proper stop. And when you're eating your food, mindfully eat your food. Be present as you're eating that food. That is an act of kindness. And you might think, oh my goodness, really? Yes, because when you eat your food and you're present, mindfully eating that food, you're expressing gratitude because when you are mindfully eating food, you're thinking about the process of that food getting in front of you. The people who planted the food, the people who harvested the food, the people who got the food to the supermarket, the people who were, was it, were able to um, sell the food to you, you who bought the food, the means by which you were able to buy the food, the, whoever prepared the food, so just in case it wasn't you, and the flavors you're feeling as you eat the food. All that gratitude comes in every step of the process of getting that food to the front of you. Also, when you're doing that mindfully and being present, what it does for you is that you get enough time to chew your food properly. By chewing your food properly, you're helping your digestive system. There are a lot of treasures that are hidden in food. 
And because most of the time we rush our food, we're not mindful in consumption of our food. We just swallow them whole. So they are not properly properly digested. They can cause, a, cause us a bit of tummy upset and things like that. But when we properly chew our food through that process of mastication and swallow, the nutrients that our body so needs is released to it. The properties of the food that help with reducing inflammation in our gut, especially if we're eating food that is enriching to our system, is available. So that act of kindness by being present in the moment can even be related to your food. Now, there's a section in the book, Every Mom is a Superman, where I talk about mindful eating. You might want to read that if you want to get some further insight into how you can utilize that for yourself, but also teach your children as well. The second way you can be kind is in your thoughts. <laughs> I remember um, I was having a discussion with a few friends and this discussion was quite interesting. We had um, a bit of a game and this game was such that, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this game. I have never, ever. Okay, so if you've never heard of it, no problem, but I'll explain what it's like to you. So I have never ever means um, everybody gets a turn and they say things like I have never ever and they say what they've never ever done. And if perhaps they someone knows that they did it, <laughs> they get a consequence. So one of the um, discussions of the never ever was I've never ever killed someone. So that was um, a statement that sparked the discussion. We're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so tell me, when you say you have never, ever killed someone, that comes in different levels. Have you killed someone in your mind or have you killed someone physically? <laughs> At that point, everybody started to laugh. You know why? Because we realized that many times we have done things in our minds that we have not done physically. So maybe you've not killed anybody, you've not picked up a weapon and hurt somebody. But in your mind, you have thought some thoughts that were very unkind. And we were able to unpack in that discussion how sometimes maybe you're so angry, you're so frustrated, you're so enraged by a situation that you wish somebody was not there, they would just vanish into in a puff of smoke or something. Perhaps you can recall a time this week, this month, this year, that you have thoughts, unkind thoughts towards someone. As I'm saying this, I'm thinking of those times I have. So don't say, hey, Dr. Duny, you're absolutely fine. You think positive thoughts all the time. No. We all have these moments where we have unkind thoughts towards others. And sometimes we very importantly towards ourselves. We need to be very conscious of the thoughts we have and ensure that the thoughts are thoughts of kindness. One to ourselves and then two to others. What thoughts have you had? Oh, I'm a failure. That's a very popular one. I know I had that quite a bit as I was grieving the loss of my father and going through challenges in my life. 
I felt I was a failure as a mother. There are thoughts that come across your mind, perhaps, oh, I can't do this. I can never be great. I can never be kind. I can never be a nice person. And so we resign ourselves because the thoughts we are radiating towards ourselves are not kind. Or sometimes we can radiate unkind thoughts to others because of something they've done or something they've not done. But remember, you and I have got the ability to respond rather than react. And that's another very good um, episode of the Wellbeing for Mothers show that you will find interesting to listen to. So if you haven't already, perhaps you're listening to this one and you're like, oh, I love that. Go and listen to that episode. It's really, really a good way of practicing responding instead of reacting, which is something that would help us to be kind to others and even be kind to ourselves, even when we have done something or um, said something that is provoking. Another way that we can be kind is being kind in our words. We have the ability to speak words of nourishment, of growth, and we have the ability to speak words that destroy and damage and sometimes even kill. So let us think about our words. I was watching a movie. Now, of course, I watch different kinds of movies, but this particular one I was watching, uh, 300. How many of you watched that? <sighs> well, there was a particular scene where the uh, messenger from one of the empires had come. Of course, his attitude was really, really not nice. He came to um, the kingdom of... The, the main character, and uh, I'm not going to do say the details because I don't want to do spoilers a lot for those who haven't watched it. Okay, so he comes riding on a horse, um, holding uh, a kind of collection of skulls of kings that have been um, kind of killed and and conquered by his own empire. So he had all that came causing a bit of um, kind of uh, disturbance in the community because he rode, he was knocking over things, he had the skulls in his hands and he was really attached by chains and still all the uh, skulls had a crown. So you know there were skulls of kings or royalty and the people were terrified. He came and not only did he do that, he also insulted the queen of this um, kingdom he came to. And the queen, of course, the king arrived. And um, when, he, <laughs> when he was speaking to the king, he said he was continue, continued to say things that were a little bit infuriating. And one of the things was, well, you have to surrender or your fate will be that of the king's of the kingdoms we've conquered. And this was, uh, <laughs> this was the kind of message he was putting across the king. So the king got furious, took him to the edge of a pit and said, you better think carefully of 
the words you're about to say because <laughs> they might be your last. <laughs> now, that was such a dramatic part of the movie because he, the words he uttered after that were not particularly the kind of words that the king wanted to hear, so he got kicked down the pit. But the idea behind this share is that there are certain words that we say that can cause us to be hurt. For example, that man, if he had thought carefully about the words he was going to say, he might not have been kicked down that pit, So, despite his bad behavior before. But he said the wrong words, which were probably not very kind words, and he got kicked down. So he lost himself. He lost his life. There are certain words we say to ourselves that make us lose ourselves, our essence, our beingness. The other thing is words that you say to others can really be hurtful or can really empower. I have received quite a few messages from people who have coached or mentored or taught in, and even people who have been, who have been my patients. So I mean, I have multiple roles. I'm a family doctor. I also train students. I also coach mothers. And in all these roles, I get a message of, oh my goodness, wow, there was this thing you said to me. There was this thing that I needed to hear, but I didn't realize that I needed to hear it. And it helped me change my mindset. It helped me change the way I was doing things. And now I am achieving the goal that I set out at the beginning, or I am living a more comfortable life, or I am feeling better and healthier in myself. So many beautiful things. And you can remember perhaps sometime in your life where the words you have said has uplifted someone. The reason why I had to say that you can remember is because sometimes we forget so if you have forgotten a moment, or maybe when I said you can remember, you'd be like, oh, no, I've never done that. No. Think. There are certain things you have said to someone. Perhaps it's a friend. Perhaps it's a stranger. Perhaps it's a neighbor that has made them feel, oh, I feel heard. I feel seen. I feel appreciated. I feel valued. What are those words you have said? And I want you to think about how can you say that to yourself? I've talked about a very useful technique in the past that I, that I used when I felt an increased sense of low self-worth. I felt, oh, I'm a failure as a mother. That was the point where I needed those words. And I needed to say those words to myself. I love you. You're amazing. You are enough. Those are beautiful words that you can say to yourself, that we can say to ourselves as we wake up every day, even in the midst of the turmoil. Stop. Take a breath. I am amazing. And that's one reason why I say every mom is a super mom. Not because of the super things that she does, but because of the superpowers she possesses within. And so even on those days when you're under the duvet, you're crying. You are a super mom. When you think about that, that I'm amazing, I'm great, I'm enough, I'm loved, I love me, <laughs> okay? Those kind of words are kind and they can actually bring joy 
They can bring upliftment. They can bring hope to someone who is struggling. So think about being kind with your words, the words you say to yourself and the words you say to others. Another very useful way that you can be kind is actions. Now, many people will probably see that and say, yeah, 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 that's the way to be kind. But there's sometimes, of course, when you can be kind either by your presence, like I mentioned earlier, with your thoughts or even your words. So when we talk about actions, it's very important. Sometimes it can be an act of kindness. I remember when I was younger, we used to have this uh, catechism, it's called. So we talk about the different parts of um, my faith and how you can become a better version of yourself. So how can you can be a good Christian by corporal works of mercy? Okay. so. Maybe some people would say, well, what's that? Okay, so that's why I mentioned that it was catechism, okay? So corporal works of mercy, some of them are visiting the sick, visiting those in prison, giving to the um, give, giving food to the hungry, like was shared in the story I started with, or um, giving clothes to uh, people who do not have clothes to wear or good clothes to wear, uh, offering shelter, the homeless, welcoming the stranger. These are what they call corporal works of mercy. And these are things that are really, really useful. These actions don't have to be expensive actions. They can be you just helping someone you know who is struggling. They can be you offering to take care of a particular thing that someone needs to do. I recall that kind action I felt and experienced at a very critical point in my life. It was a moment where I was working full-time as a doctor in the hospital. I just lost my father and had lots of challenges ongoing, but I had my beautiful children um, attending a nursery. And at that point in time, I would drop them in the morning, run like a headless chicken <laughs> to work because I did not want to be late. I would then finish work. And, you know, as a, as a doctor in the hospital, your job is not nine to five. Unfortunately, there are certain times when you may need to stay later uh, because there are lots of things to sort out and maybe hand over or whatever. So my, the, the reasons why or the things that caused me to be about the last person to pick my children from the um, nursery was based on the full-time work I was doing, but I didn't have a choice. I had to be full-time. And so I, I just kept going and I noticed, of course, I was the last person. Thankfully, I did not, <laughs> I did not um, uh, run over, but there was a day when the owner of the nursery said to me, I, I mean, I, I also work at the hospital you work. And um, I know that you're also very busy. Um, is it okay if um, I could bring the children to you? Because of course, you know, when you register for nursery, you put your address. So she knew that I lived in the hospital as well. She was like, is it okay if I brought the children to you? So you don't have to finish from work at the hospital. Instead of going home and, you know, settling in, you go back to pick the children from nursery. They go back to the hospital. 
that point I started to cry. That act of kindness, my goodness, was a lifesaver because it took away an extra element that added some pressure in my day. And so that's how she started to bring my children. And um, it was just beautiful. We were able to get the handovers. Oh, how was it today? What did they do? What did they experience? And that was beautiful. I share that because I am grateful for some of the actions that have been a beneficiary of the kind acts of people who know me, people who do not know me. And I'm also thankful for the opportunities that I have been able to express kindness towards others. I had a moment where I was shedding tears as well. I got an invitation from a friend to connect with someone um, who was working on a project. And that project was to provide water to people in communities where there's no water. So when I was told about this project, I said, by all means, I know what it's like being a doctor. I know that if people do not have access to clean, potable water, it can be detrimental to their health. So if I can in any way or, or shape or form support the provision of that water, I'll be happy to. So I made that donation and forgot about it. Then suddenly I got a message that the pump that I had um, donated to the community had been installed. And there was a short video that showed someone using that pump to get water out and stating, of course, the fact that the pump was donated and the little message that was put there for, um, for the recipients of the pump. And as I watched that video, I started to cry. Why? Because there is nothing like being kind to others. You might think, yes, I, in the first part, I was a recipient of kindness and I cried because at that point I thought, oh my goodness, this is the best thing <laughs> that I needed at this point. But in the second part with the pump, I was the, the, person, the benefactor and someone else was receiving that. But that kindness showed, benefited both the receiver who is getting the water and me who is giving. So kindness by action can cause you as the giver or you as the recipient to experience a deep sense of joy, of peace, of hope, of love, of happiness. Your kindness, whether it be by your presence, by your thoughts, by your words, or by your actions, are road to happiness, whichever route you take leads you to happiness. Think of a way that you have been impacted by someone's kindness and send them a message of gratitude. Also, think about a way you can be kind to yourself or to someone around you. I hope you have 
received some value from today's episode. I am Dr. Dooney. I'm the award-winning mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor and your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. Please subscribe, leave a message, and I look forward to meeting with you in this community. Share this with another mother you never know. Until next time, I ask that you stay well. Thank you.